0: this is money guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services now here's Mary Stirk
1: welcome to money guide with Mary Stirk and today we're talking about financial tips for the holidays we all want to survive the holidays, <laughs> and, and the stress of the holidays does not need to be compounded by financial stress. <laughs> so with me today, I have Julie Chadwick, and I especially wanted Julie to be on here today because her family is incredibly large. <laughs> so that could bring some financial stress. Tell us about that, Julie. Right.
2: So literally when my family gets together, um, so just my siblings and their children and my parents, it's about 50 people at the household. Yeah. So, That's yeah. trust me, I'm not buying gifts for 50 people. There you go. <laughs> so we have to come up with some strategies to help out, you know. So we draw names, we set limits, and you know the kids buy gifts for the kids, and we kind of have little exchanges. So there's different things that we have to do to keep that in tow so no nobody, you know, going broke. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. We don't want grandma and grandpa having to be buying for 50 people either. So that's something that we want to take a look at.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That'd be, I mean, even 50 (laughs) gifts under anybody's tree. That's just one per person. And that would be a lot of guests under a tree. I mean,
2: the food alone, because we all have to eat too. That's another expense that's added on there too. So
1: (laughs) holidays at Julie's family's house would be a little (laughs) bit crazy. All right, so let's talk about some financial tips that help people survive that stress of the holidays. So one of the things is set your spending goals and a spending cap now. So before you even start your holiday shopping, before you even get high gear into the holidays – be mindful and think about what's within your budget to spend, or if you are have ease with your cash flow, what do you want to spend so you're not overspending because of emotional decisions.
2: Right. You want to pick a dollar amount for each person you know, that you kind of have in mm-hmm. mind, so you have a budget. And so it's easier to stick with that. So if you're getting down to the wire and you're thinking, all right, I've got this many gifts or this many things I want to get, stick within that budget is going to help you stay on
1: track. Yep, Exactly. So sometimes people set spending goals where they're going to do it by person. Some people just have a spending cap that says, you know, I'm going to spend $500 on gifts this Christmas and I got to get it all done for that. Or I've got Mm $2,500 to spend or something like that. You know, whatever your cap is. But whatever number is not going to cause financial stress for you come January 1 when you're looking back and saying, oh, shoot, I wish I wouldn't have spent that. That's going to be what you want to do now.
2: When you get that credit card bill and you're like, oh, wow, is that how much I spent? Because you can get into that habit, especially with all the online shopping. Mm -hmm. It's really easy just to be plugging in that card. And when you're not picking up the things right off the bat or getting them in your hand right away... It's a lot easier to forget, hey, how much was that? How much was this? So,
1: If you're on a first-name basis with your FedEx guy because of Amazon (laughs) Prime shopping, then I think this might be something you should be listening to. (laughs) You
2: need to seek help now.
1: (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing that I think is kind of funny, because when you look back after the holidays, there's two primary things that people complain about. One is I spent too much money, and the other is I gained too much weight. (laughs) (laughs) So we
2: can up on both of those, you know. (laughs) Spend all your money on shopping, you don't have time to eat. So no
1: food, no money left for food. There you go.
2: (laughs) That's not the good strategy that we want to share today. So
1: exactly. Okay. So the next tip that we have then is looking for deals now. So, you know, it there are is always going to be lots of Black Friday deals. There is always gonna be Cyber Monday deals. Mm -hmm. There's gonna be deals everywhere. But the reality is that a lot of places have sales and deals going on all the time right right so yeah there might be a little bit of a deeper discount on certain days but what you also see happening sometimes is if you're paying attention to pricing you're seeing stores or places online raise their regular price on a sale day so that their sale price is not very much different than their normal regular price. It's it's manipulation and it makes me crazy when I see
2: that. Right. So if you're paying attention, you can see that if you're mm-hmm. looking ahead of time and before the holiday season, you can kind of have things in mind that you have your eyeball on. You're going to see different sales, like Mary said, all pretty much all year long. Right.
1: Exactly. So if there's something you know you want to buy for somebody, just keep kind of a watch on it. You can get alerts on your phone if you're kind mm-hmm. of watching things for price chopping and different things like that so the more that you are looking for deals outside of the big holiday shopping days mm-hmm. i think the better deals you're actually going to find over time
2: Right. Now I'm not one of the per- people out there that, you know, start shopping in June for Christmas. I'm mm-hmm. not that organized. I don't, you know, plus I think <laughs> I would just keep buying and buying and buying. So I don't think that'd be a solution, <laughs> but I do know people who start that early. And so literally by, you know, by October, they are literally done with their Christmas shopping. So, you know, if you're planning that much ahead, it's, you're looking at sales just at regular times of the year.
1: Yep, exactly. Okay. Here's another tip for people who are trying to make their budgets stretch. So you are the people that probably have more of the financial stress. And that's to think about redirecting your social fund for a few months into the gifts for the holidays. So when you think about how much you're spending on your own entertainment, how much you're spending for going out, having a good time, going, you know, going to the bar, buying a beer, whatever it is you're spending. Out your money to eat on dinner, whatever. Fund, yep. If you say to yourself, well, for the last couple of months of the year, instead of doing that, I'm not going Going to do that mostly because I'm spending a lot of time at holiday events anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to use that money instead to cover my holiday spending. That's a really good way to think about it,
2: right? And you're just but you're just kind of shifting that money, mm-hmm. so it's the same amount of money that you're spending. But you know you're kind of cutting back from yourself a little bit.
1: Yeah. So reallocating or redirecting your social fund for a couple of months can really be a good idea. All right. The next tip is to think outside of the box. And I'm kind of talking about the gift box, right? So, you know, pretty packages that you can wrap up and have someone delightfully unwrap Christmas morning or holiday time. That is a lot of fun. But a lot of times those things are not lasting or terribly memorable. Like I can't really remember what I got for Christmas 3 years ago from somebody.
2: Right, even if right. it was something that you really had your, you know, your heart set on that 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 rush of it, you kind of got it and then it's all and then it's forgotten very quickly actually. So,
1: Right. So, thinking outside of the box would be if you're going to spend money on gifts, consider trying to spend money on gifts that encourage family experiences rather than things that are actually possessions
2: right? Like family, you know, quality time together or taking mm-hmm. a trip or, you know, just uh, small excursions or day day trips or something like that. Yep. Different things that you can incorporate that are really going to leave lasting memories.
1: I um, gave my youngest son a ski trip with me one Christmas where we were going to go ski and stay in a hotel for two nights and have a good time. And he did get something to unwrap because I put, you know, I kind of, conglomerated together on a piece of paper you know the logo of the ski place and a picture of skiing and the hotel and stuff like that and then wrote on the paper this is what the gift is well He got to open it and was all excited about the fact that we were going to do this. So he still got something to open. But at the end of the day, I know that he remembers us going on that ski trip and the good time that we had. Right. But I'm pretty sure he probably doesn't remember other gifts that he opened that morning that were possession type things. Right. So the experiences that you can create with a gift giving, um, I guess, tradition, I think can be really important. Okay, so Julie, tell us a little bit about your strategy with your family of drawing names and kids give kids gifts and things like that, because that's an effective strategy for large families.
2: Right. So, in my family alone, just the siblings, there's eight of my siblings. Okay, Okay. so just the siblings are eight, and then I think we're at maybe 20. Twenty, I don't even know the full count, honestly, of the grandkids. So (laughs) for my for my parents. So yeah, there's twenty some odd kids out there and it's growing every day. So we have the kids draw names too. The little kids draw names, and it's like once you get to high school, that's the cutoff as far as getting gifts. And we do a gift exchange, we do a white elephant, you know, and sometimes maybe the sisters will get together and get each other a small different something, you know, maybe. But it's really it's like you're not getting gifts for everybody. Uh You know, you're drawing names, and we put a twenty to twenty-five dollar cap on the price just because you're buying, even if we're buying from for the kids it's still three to four gifts that you're getting for the kids yeah. so mm-hmm. you know we want to put a cap on that so it's not going to burden anybody trying to do that and we still want to create a great experience and I can guarantee you when we have 30 kids in there tearing open presents they're not counting how many presents they got it's just the fun of yeah. you know rushing out to see Santa whatever the story is you know and coming back in and they're just opening the presents mm-hmm. so that's what they remember yeah and it makes it a lot of fun
1: Yeah, and and I think that those traditions are so important. But like you said earlier, too, even the food is important. Mm -hmm. The traditions of the food remembering, well, we always have this at Christmas. And that costs costs a lot, too, especially for families that big. But I know that I generally um, have now started hosting Christmas for my family at my Mm -hmm. house. So, you know, people come and, and it, it is expensive just from the standpoint of feeding everybody for three or four days right
2: so literally so we have the christmas gift of the names who's got who and then we've got the food list of who's bringing what <laughs> <There you laughs> so you, when you come Spread you better well. you're bring you're bearing <laughs> gifts of food and the gifts so it's a it, it takes a village you know to be able to get it all together so
1: there you go so here's one tip too that can help people weather the holiday financial blues and that is only spend cash so if you're saving cash cash the whole year, then you're going to feel a little bit more comfortable spending that on the holidays. And then there you've got your budget. Another tip that I heard from somebody recently is that they're using an app on their phone that's called Capital. And what they do is that every time that they have a purchase, it rounds it up $2. Mm -hmm. So like if it's $0.97, it'll round it up to two dollars. If it's a dollar five, it'll round it up to three dollars. So it'll round it up not to the next dollar but to two dollars plus okay. change. And then that money that it's rounding for every purchase that they make during the year is going into a separate account. And they're using that account, that savings that they've had, kind of a forced savings that they really don't miss, they're using that to fund the things that they want to do. Oh, right, really That are cool the extras. Yep. Yeah, super cool idea. Anyway, <laughs> from that standpoint, if you did that all year, that's a great way to be building up the cash you need in order to survive the holiday spending crunch.
2: Right, instead of just a couple months ahead of time thinking, mm-hmm. all right, now I've got this much money I have to spend, you're thinking all year long. Because anytime you're putting away a little bit, Every single month it's going to help.
1: Right. So think about that. Let's say that you pull out your debit card, you know, two, three times a day for purchases and you're saving – A dollar to $2 every time you do that, that adds up pretty quickly.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a significant amount. And Mm -hmm. that's just like you said, you know, if that's cash in hand, you have that account right there. So you know when you're budgeting, then you say, hey, I have this many gifts. Well, this is the amount I have in that account. So when it's gone, it's gone. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Congratulations to Mary Sturk and the team at Sturk Financial for earning a spot on two Forbes lists. Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors and Forbes Top Women in Wealth for five years running.
1: Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Sterk. And today we're talking about financial tips for the holidays. So one of the, the better financial tips that is out there to survive these holidays is this. Don't open a bunch of store credit cards when you're doing your holiday shopping. It might be tempting but you can do some serious damage to your credit when you do stuff like that.
2: Right, and they'll throw tricks at you when you're getting those purchases, especially if it's a large purchase. If Mm -hmm. you purchase quite a bit, they're going to say, hey, you know, if you open a credit card with us, you get a 10, 15, or 20% discount right off the bat for today's purchase. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very enticing, but what's happening every time that they're doing that is you're putting a hit on your credit and you're opening a line of credit.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. So if you have great credit, you might be able to withstand one or possibly two of those. Right. But if you don't have great credit and all of a sudden you open five-store credit cards and you max them out right away to get these discounts, you are damaging your credit and will have to work all year just to rebuild it. Plus, if that's the case and you don't actually have good credit... Generally speaking, I'm guessing you don't have the cash to pay those balances off mm-hmm. right away, and now you're just putting yourself into a big bunch of debt.
2: Right, exactly. Think about this. So when you know when we're talking about shopping and maxing out credit cards right away, Black Friday, when we have the Black Friday sales, um, the New York Post says that the average shopper spends over $500. So yeah. if you're dumping $500 on a card you know, at one shop, you normally aren't doing that, mm-hmm. and so you're definitely normally not going to have a system for paying that off in a timely manner probably.
1: And so think about that being an average. That means half of the people are spending way less than that and some people are spending way, way more way, way more than that, right? So don't damage your credit for the whole year or put yourself into a financial hole. You know, and and like Julie said, If it's not just the store credits, don't max out your regular credit cards either. Mm -hmm. So the magic formula for credit management is to not ever charge more than about 30% of what your credit limit is. Mm -hmm. So if you have a $1,000 credit limit on something, if you're charging more than $300 on it, it is actually creating a negative impact on your credit. Right. Because it's demonstrating that you need the full credit line. And if what you're consistently demonstrating is you only need about a third of the credit line, then the assumption or the formula is saying, well, these people can live within their means. Right.
2: And right. the longer you have that balance on there, too, also damages it, too. So right. if you have those high balances for a long time, that also damages it, too.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Another tip, if you, like I'm a big proponent of buying local. So if you can buy local, if you can get what you need locally, I tremendously support local economies. But if you can't, find what you need locally and you're going to go online to buy something, check for online promotional codes. Here's what websites are doing nowadays. They're advertising sales and they're advertising big sales but you have to find the promotional code and put it into the promotional code box to get the sales price.
2: And usually it's not at the end when you're nope. checking out when it says put in the code. Right. <laughs> you have to go back and find it throughout when you're shopping online yes. there. So it's it a sneaky little trick.
1: devious. Yes. It I've is been
2: devious. there. I've been already at the checkout. And then what was that code? <laughs> yeah.
1: And I've missed it thinking, oh, I got a good deal on this. And then I check out and I'm like, wait a minute. I thought this was this price. And go back in. And I'm like, oh, well, crap, and I've never met an online retailer who's going <laughs> to refund me because I didn't put no. the code in. So make sure that you're looking for the online promotional codes and writing them down and then putting them into your quote-unquote shopping cart online so that you're getting the discounted prices that way. Right, week.
2: and you want to make sure that it actually shows that deduction on on your total when you're doing that because sometimes like, you can put them in and they don't take or they don't save. So right. you want to make sure that it actually applies.
1: Okay, so when you're doing these... Uh, Pieces of shopping. Um, Another thing online to watch out for is shipping charges. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not careful and all of a sudden you have to pay shipping it can eat into your discounts or it can make something that looks online like it's cheaper actually costs more than if you would have just bought it at your local real ta- retailer.
2: Exactly. If you can pick it up locally, that's probably the ideal because you're mm-hmm. going to get away from those shipping charges. Sometimes, you know, people do the, the shipping gouging. So, And especially they'll really get you when you're getting closer to the holidays yep. and you're kind of last minute shopper. So <laughs> that's really where they're going to ding And <laughs> A lot of people will say, heck, I got to pay for it. So just the extra planning will save you for that.
1: One common mistake that we see people making is dipping into their emergency money to fund their holiday spending. Right. And that is something that we would highly encourage you to avoid doing. It's
2: not an emergency.
1: (laughs) It's not an emergency.
2: (laughs) It might seem like it at the time, but it really isn't.
1: Right. And when we see that happening, it's generally some type of emotional purchase that you're wanting to make. Like, oh, little Johnny just needs this extra toy. And all of a sudden you're spending money that you didn't intend to spend. And so, you know, Just monitor your own emotions when it comes to the shopping and the spending and the gift giving and things like that because you do not want to have it blow your emergency fund. You really do want to keep that emergency fund well intact.
2: Right. You know, when we talk about our bucket planning, one of the things in the now bucket is literally our emergency fund and it's also your comfort fund or planned expenses, Mm -hmm. right? So this would go in the planned expenses category. Again, what we talked about earlier is just putting that money away ahead of time so you have that money set aside for it and ready for the holiday spending.
1: Okay, so the final tip that I really want to talk about is how to trim some of the holiday spending by trimming it from your decorating budget. You know, I I do... I th- it just kind of bothers me that we already see, you know, holiday decorations coming out. I think the earliest that I saw them this year was when I was at a crafty store. And I want to say it was late September. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. Late September, they already had holiday stuff coming out, which it's just kind of disheartening to me because that seems so against the spirit of the holidays. Yeah, literally,
2: you're skipping two holidays. You got yeah. Thanksgiving and, and Halloween in there that yeah. you're not even taking into consideration. So. Exactly,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, But obviously, there's a reason they're doing that. And the reason is because people spend a lot of money on holiday decorations.
2: Right. If you look in the last, I don't know, it seems like in the last five years, the outside decorations on homes are, have just gone astronomical. Yes. Like everyone's got a blow up thing in their yard, mm-hmm. and trust me, those things aren't cheap. No, <laughs> so they are not. It's the extra expenses, like mm-hmm. for the, that kind of decorating, or just you know the Dishes, the, the tree, pillows, yeah, all the blankets. They come up with everything. Stuff, the clothes, yeah. the holiday clothes. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. So it's really. Now
1: listen, I like a good ugly sweater. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm trimming that out of my budget. But you know what?
2: They're playing. Yeah. So they're you know anywhere you can make that dollar, they're gonna they're gonna sell it. So
1: yeah, exactly. And this is actually one of the easiest places to trim your budget is to trim your decorating budget right I mean the reality is that we see people who are buying things for decorating their homes for the holidays and they don't even take all the stuff out each year
2: yeah exactly you know it
1: just sits in storage year after year after year because there's so much stuff that they have so um, I mean maybe this is somewhere where people can be a little bit more minimalistic not having to have the holiday decorations everywhere and especially you can trim it if you're not the one hosting the holiday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't have to decorate much at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, enough for your own enjoyment, but it doesn't have to be everywhere like the big retailers Mm -hmm. are promoting and the catalogs are showing these amazingly decked out homes and things like that
2: right and a lot of times too you can think of it as all those you know decorations maybe that you're not using maybe think of repurposing them and saying anything that you sell from those is what you can use to spend to buy a new thing so Mm -hmm. it's just good ways to be creative out there
1: exactly my home happened to be on the uh, holiday tour of homes a few years ago and there was a decorator that came in and my house looked amazing like absolutely amazing and, of course, I wanted, you know, all the stuff. Everything
2: they decorated. Yeah.
1: I did hold myself back a little bit, but I bought some stuff. And I can tell you that it's never looked that good again. <laughs> even though I have some of that stuff, I can't make that magic happen. Right. <laughs> and so now I'm just like, eh, I'm not even getting that box out because right. it's just not going to look as good as it used to. So, I mean, just think about that this is one of the places that you can truly save some money is not getting sucked into the retailing of the holiday decoration. Right. It's
2: more about just having the family and everybody there. So
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, we hope that these financial tips have been helpful for you as you're navigating your own holidays. Whatever holiday is it that you celebrate, they all have some level of cost that is not your normal cost associated with them. And we hope that these just help you navigate the financial stress of the holidays so you have a beautiful, wonderful, and blessed holiday season. Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk.
0: The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary, therefore the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through Sterk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Neither Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice you should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Stirk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555. Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors List includes 10 recipients per state. The award is based on qualitative and quantitative data. Rating thousands of wealth advisors with a minimum of seven years of experience and weighing factors like revenue trends, assets under management, compliance records, industry experience, and best practices. The word is not based on portfolio performance or client reviews. There is no fee in exchange for rankings. Third-party rankings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation.